Hello and welcome again to yet another episode of Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to media and pop culture. Your girl will likely drag you to. This is Alex. And I am Matt. And welcome everyone to a special COVID edition of, uh, of Romancing Our Stones. Uh, yeah. um, Why is it a special COVID edition, Matt? Because I am riding the lightning or uh, I am I am I got diagnosed and tested positive for COVID. Um, probably from open mouth kissing Alex, but, um, you know, I told you I was a carrier, Matt, you're, <laughs> you're a super spreader, man. You and your good looks are a super spreader. So I am in quarantine now for until almost Christmas Eve. So, and, and for those concerned listeners, Matt is feeling just fine. Little, little feeling. What, what are your symptoms you said you're feeling? Uh, well, I felt like I've been hung over the last four days. I've been coughing, sneezing, uh, runny nose, um, and a kind of sinus headache in the front of my head. And also I lost my ability to taste or smell. So um, it's kind of wild, but we knew we had, I had no taste for a long time because I like this show. Um, so maybe I'm just growing into my, my news myself. So who knows? Well, and I've always told you, you've always been such a positive guy. It was only a matter of time before you tested positive. So. I, I feel I feel positive, and I now I have a piece of paper that proves it. Um, anyone else that's afflicted by this, I hope it's going as well for you as it is for me. But um, here we are, and because of that, I will not be drinking today because I couldn't tell you how it tastes. It would just taste like water to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, we're on our lunch break, so I don't think it's a good idea for us to drink during lunch. No, no. This is a special daytime cast that our listeners are listening on. So I, you know, ABC is kind of fucking up our life a little bit because all of a sudden they're, oh, you know, I got to pause it. Hold on. Sorry, everybody. I had to go. My door rang. Um, so ABC's really fucking us just because they're trying to get the season with over with and done and stacking it up two episodes in a row is more work for you and me. And now we have to do it during our lunch break. So just to get you guys up to the date as quick as possible. And um, so we are going to be reviewing, sorry, I'm out of breath. This COVID shit going down the stairs. Ah. Um, fitness. fitness is my passion. Um, I mean, the stairs is a workout. That's the workout of the day. Seriously, I can just go back to <laughs> what I was doing. Um, we're reviewing the Men Tell All episode, which had a little bit of show, mm-hmm. a rose ceremony, a one-on-one date. So we thought we'd uh, a couple right good discussion it. topics, right? That we're going to get into. So Blake's boner. Well, his well, his energy. Oh, his right. His, Wasn't it his energy? His animal magnetism, yeah, coming <laughs> through his shorts. Um, well. Good. So let's and, kick off the episode. Bennett comes back. Yeah. Let's just, I mean, there's a little bit, there's a couple minutes that pass by or the guys are talking, but let's get into it. Bennett walks back into the room, loves, you could tell he was just waiting for that opportunity. He's thinking about it in the limo or wherever on his way back into the hotel being like, you look like you guys seen a ghost. Well, it, before we even, he did do that and you're right. And I'm not discrediting you. Um, but before that happened, uh, there was a one-on-one date because I was at the rose ceremony. Was it the one-on-one date? It was at the rose oh, ceremony because uh, she let go of two people before he came in there, which was weird that he came at all. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like uh, she went on a one-on-one date with Blake Moynes first and she, um, they went to a spiritual healer, 
which literally I think was the uh, wife of Rob Schneider from uh, uh, what's it, Grown Ups. You know, um, I think that they hired her, and uh, or the or the woman that said Sasquatch that yeah, Sasquatch stole all the lunches from Billy Madison. Um, <laughs> anyway, they talk about chakras. They talk about yeah. connectiveness. They talk about the mind, body, and spirit. Um, and you can just kind of see that Tasha was not feeling it at all. No, um, I, I personally, I got a little bit of like, you know, Carol Baskin vibes from it. But that's just me. <laughs> the shaman. She gave me like the Carol Baskin, maybe it was blonde hair. I don't know, but it, uh, it was weird. So, um, it was weird. but they laid down, they felt their sexual energy and then they looked into each other's eyes and Blake was Tasha, all in. Tasha looked at Blake's penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was stiff competition, but you know, it was hard for her to make a decision, but you know, she had this throbbing sense of, you know, release that she needed to make. And that was, uh, him. Those are all boner puns, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, they, she realized she had to release, right with you. she had right to release him from the competition. Um, he seemed shocked. Um, but then again, it was weird that how his reaction, because Blake's whole thing this entire time was, I just want to keep pace with my friends who are married. So, yeah, well, his thing too was he really had a hard time getting up to speed where the rest of the guys were. You know, he was like, "All right, I'm gonna drop. The, I'm gonna drop Claire. Let's focus on her. She seems amazing too." But she, he never really opened up. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I take him as one of those guys who'll research and read a lot of stuff on how to date a girl before he decides. Okay, I'm comfortable getting into it, and. They threw a curveball at him with Claire leaving, and all of a sudden he didn't have any information on this girl, and he just—I think he just took too long to to develop a relationship. I think that's ultimately why she let him go. Yeah, and he he really put a lot of pre work in, in, into Claire. I mean, he like read her bios, he watched all her seasons. You can tell how much he prepared for her. It's kind of like, book on Alzheimer's because of her mother. Yeah, like yeah, it's kind of like, like dedicated. It's kind of like the. Uh, Pac-12 this season. It's like you train all week to play USC, and all of a sudden you have to play San Diego State because USC canceled. You know, it game game film's important to some of these guys. So he was kind of a uh, he had to start from zero, which um, like Ricky Bobby, he didn't know what to do with his hands. So um, she sent him home because you know, and then he, then you know, then she kind of gets in this war path of. All right, I'm going to cut people that I don't see it with, which I another move I respected out of her for sure because, you know, we'd been talking about Riley for a long period of time mm-hmm. and uh, how unfair this whole thing has been for Riley because Riley uh, is a good dude. I mean, yeah. he has his walls. And I think we said in an earlier podcast, I don't know if it was you or me, um, but, you know, Riley is, in, is a situation where if he had more time, he'd be – the clear winner. Yeah. And I think that kind of played out in this case because, you know, he's a solid dude and um, a virtuous dude, but at the same time, he, he kind of had a back, it's, this whole thing's time oriented, which is a pro and con of this entire show. Yeah. It, it's very much a unreal environment, right? You got a truncated timeline and you have, 20 other men vying for the same girl. <laughs> so like, I feel like, yeah, I think I want to say you probably said this, that like, he's the type of guy where like in a normal situation, which 
girls out there, if you live in his neighborhood, go hit him up. Cause yeah, he seems like he's a, he's a solid dude. I would, I would, uh, I mean, I think again, under normal circumstances, normal timeline, normal relationship building structure, mainframe that you guys have in place under normal circumstances, he's going to be a good dude. Um, yeah, I think he just, he lost out to the competition, not to the, I shouldn't say that he lost out to the system, not to the competition. I got to tell you though, man, once what dating this day and age, you know, once girls get to 30, they have a shot clock, which is almost as fast as the show um, mm-hmm. as well. So, I mean, it's, you know, like it's, it's one of those things that takes time. You make a bad decision. You're, you're, you're divorced and Riley's been through a lot enough. It seems like with his own father. Um, mm-hmm. So why is he going to rush anything? Yeah. Um, you know, and he's an, he's an attorney, he seeks for the truth and he fights, he's going to fight for what's truthful. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just was really impressed with him. So I was glad she let him go. He exited gracefully. What yes. did you, what did you say? He liked, you liked that he said? I, I like that. He, he, well, one, you could tell he was frustrated because he was saying, you know, one time at, at first he was like, well, like, give me an explanation. Why did you not just let me go earlier? If you knew this, why did you string me along? for like another couple episodes, I could have been doing, you know, figuring out my, my, my other, my, my stuff, right. I've been moving on with my life. Um, she didn't really give him that great of an answer. Uh, just that it's tough for her and, you know, she just wasn't feeling it, whatever. Right. She just, in my opinion, she didn't really answer his question. Why didn't you just let me go a week earlier? Um, but I will say this after she responded, he, you could tell he was fighting himself. And I think this is a really big sign of just emotional maturity and, and a, and a reasonable man. He just, he thought about it. He was, you know, he's going to say something. He, he paused he, and he waited and he thought about it and he goes, you know what? I can say whatever I want, or I can try and argue with you. The result's going to be the same. Yeah. It's not going to change the result. And with that, just, I'm, I'm going to head out. And like, I thought that was like the, the best way. And you can tell he was frustrated, right? That was the best way any person's ever exited the show. Well, I think that this is a skill that everyone lacks in the world today. And it's coming from two guys that have a podcast that spread their opinions, thinking that people give a shit about what we say. You know, I'm a, I'm a walking oxymoron, but at the same time, it's like, just because you have an opinion doesn't mean you need to share it, A, and B, mm-hmm. means that you need to hold other people to your own opinion, you know, and you also need to recognize when you're defeated um, in an argument, in a debate, in a, you know, you know, whatever it may be. Riley realized that he is not going to change her mind, mm-hmm. and he realized he has a lot of things he could say. And he could do a lot of things that could hurt her. He could say a lot of things that hurt other guys in the room. Yeah. But yeah. why bring it up? He's already defeated. And, yeah. you know. I think also it's, it's, I think also with that response also comes a very solid foundation of self-respect. Yeah. Because at the same time, he's like, look, if she's not liking me, there, there's somebody that is going to like me. You know, he knows he's a catch. He knows he's got a lot to offer. If she's decided to say no to him. All right. All right. You know, that's a, that's, he's going to be disappointed in that because he liked her, but guess what? He has enough self-confidence in knowing like he's going to find somebody else. So again, also plays into the fact that why am I going to fight this? Yeah. And, and, and Tony Robbins always says uh, the fastest way to have the tallest building in town is to destroy the city um, as opposed to building up your own tower. Um, I, I think Riley recognized that carpet bombing the entire city to restore his sense of, uh, self-worth 
wasn't necessary and it just goes to show how foundationally sound that dude is mm-hmm. um so um he went home um and then there was a rose ceremony and then bennett walks to the door and says sorry i thought bennett was right up front i don't know why i was mixing that up because you like talking about bennett we all do because he's my favorite he's <laughs> he's the best um, right riley, riley might be my hero of the season but bennett's by far my mascot <laughs> Your spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Bennett. Chateau Bennett. He's too entertaining. I'm really sad to see him go. <laughs> so he comes back in and he tells the story. He's like, yeah, I acted like a total sociopath and came back in and yep. emotionally emotionless told her that I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she asked me to come here and I'm very confident. Um, it looks like Zach was wearing the same suit he's worn all season. Um, I, that drove me nuts. Noah looked like he was going to a senior prom, you know, uh, with the black, with a black coat. Um, mm-hmm. I did appreciate Bennett's, uh, Bennett's, uh, suit. I thought it was a nice suit. Um, Brendan looks like he raided a crew neck sweater shop. Um, I mean, he's, no, he, no Be- Brendan always has the, the, the turtlenecks always. I know, but it was a crew neck this time. Oh, I, was I, it? He, yeah. But it was a turtleneck like knit crew neck. I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm going to start rocking that, man. I'm going to start, <laughs> you know, once I'm healthy and I can come out of my house, I'm going to start wearing the blazer and the, in the crew neck turtle the blazer, neck. the crew neck turtle. Like I like, yeah. It. Yeah. And then a big chain, my chain, just, my chain now is a little too dainty. <laughs> rock, rock a mock turtle neck. I want to see you bring that back. I like the old newscaster ones where yeah. it's only right here. Yeah. It's only like, yeah, that's, okay. that's, it takes a strong man to bring that back. I'll try. I, mean, I think he got the chops. Uh, I'm willing to. I'm willing to sacrifice for the team here. Um, <laughs> so then, uh, then Bennett and Noah go home. Um, and uh, and well, let's talk about. Does Noah surprise you at all? From what part? The show or the mental? From, from leaving. From not getting a rose. No, I thought he 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 wasn't serious. Yeah. But I thought I thought he, I don't know. When he left, he's like, "See you, bye, everybody," and he like points to the sky as he walks out. And it's like, is that like because he's buddies with everyone, or he or does he think he's buddies with everyone? I don't know. I don't know. Well, which is great because we find out later in the men tell all that they all hated his guts. <laughs> but anyways, we'll, we'll get we'll get there. But um, no, I, yeah, I, I'm like you. I, my only issue was. You can really tell that Tasha was really going through something because she should have just gotten rid of both of them on the onset on that two on one. I know. It was weird. After after their tiff, after seeing kind of what their what their dynamic was, I mean like this is stupid. Cause she kept him around. She's told Bennett to leave. She kept Noah around. Bennett comes back, says he loves her. She keeps him around only to come to the rose ceremony hours later to let him go again. And then she also lets Noah go. I'm like, just send them both pack in. But again, I think I think she's, and we were kind of talking about this, I think last episode, I, be, I think that the production crews were like, Hey, we got to wrap this up. Let's go. We got Matt. We got Matt James coming on on January 4th. We got, we, you got to start making some decisions and she's not there yet because let's face it. Claire robbed her of like four good episodes to get to know the guys. Yeah. So, like she's having, you know, speaking of truncated timelines, she's, she's got very little time to figure out who she's going to marry, which is just a ridiculous concept in and of itself. On top of the fact that the show already boils down a relationship into about 
two months of filming. But <laughs> I, I think it really has goes to show like she really doesn't know where she's at emotionally. So she's flip-flopping. Having said that though, she actually has ended up with probably the most solid four finalists I've ever seen. Short of Riley, yes. Short of Riley. I mean, I thought these are all really good dudes, but again, yes. it's like it's like hard to even I mean, even if you throw call Riley your last elimination, the top five were all super good dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. um, yep. Uh, you know, so but she's doing a great job. Well, and here's the thing: is Claire started out with a really good set of guys too, because if you notice now, none of all all of the original guys are still there. None of the new guys that came in there, she kicked them all out. The last one being Noah, of course. So, right. yeah. I mean, Spencer, we hardly knew ye. Um, but it leads to the men tell all, um, Chris Harrison's back. They have DeMar, uh, they have Jason, they have Noah, they have Kenny, they have a very, a very limited seating group, Bennett, Riley, Ed. And then I don't remember who else. Oh, Blake Moynes. Uh, and then Yosef stopped by. Yosef. Yeah. He stopped by just to get roasted. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 I mean, it was bizarre. Oh, that, I mean, so they started the whole, they, the whole they, rest of the episode or what? what the, the, just the mental all portion. I mean, they obviously wanted to stir some, some stuff with the guys and they wanted to get more insight on the, on the Noah Bennett thing. And it really seems like Bennett is nipping at Bennett's heels and Bennett could care less, but he's going to indulge him because he think any thought as like intellectual sport um Mm -hmm. to like Mm -hmm. you know do this and then like damar out of nowhere steps up and he's like you know what bennett you are condescending so give me one example of where i've been condescending and he's like no you've always been cool to me man like um but you have to recognize that when people are younger than you they felt like you were speaking condescendingly to him and then it's like but no one was able to give a specific answer Yeah. yeah Uh, to be fair, we said this on the podcast too. His delivery is very condescending. Correct. <laughs> so, yeah, I, so not, I, I don't think it's intentional. We, I think that's just the way that he's built. And I mean, which which we addressed. It's like I think it's a, it's definitely a mindset thing. I think he's a very smart dude. He can't relate to people who think more normally. And so when he has to explain something to somebody, he tries to explain in a way he thinks they might understand it, and it just comes across as being super condescending. Yeah. And I, and I, and I mean, and hearing Noah and how snappy he was and then yeah. to bury the hatchet, like, I, like just to like, to demonstrate their maturity, his emotional maturity, well, it's, it's like, it addressed, <laughs> but at the end, she's like, I don't see us being friends after this. And then it's like, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be friends with everybody. Yeah. Um, Only a Sith deals in absolutes. We don't have to be friends. We can just be acquaintances. Yeah. We can, we know, can each know each other. Yeah. <laughs> We did a thing together, um, so yeah. You know. I'll keep my name out of. Uh, I'll keep yeah. I'll keep your name out of my mouth. I'm not gonna be talking shit on you because we're cool. Like I'm burying, like I said, I'm burying the hatchet. Let's just move on. So I, I thought. I mean, but I mean, like, <sighs> I don't want to be your friend. I didn't say that. <laughs> I I don't care. Actually, uh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I don't want to hang out with you anyway. Um, but you know, like, I then but like he. Noah attacked Kenny for being a one direction wannabe or something like that, calling out his camo outfit. And it's like, and his tat yeah. calling out his tattoos. It's like, I have an issue with people calling out things that people can't change. Like if someone has a tattoo, then like, I don't think that's a fair game to make fun of them. 
um, unless it's an ironically placed tattoo. You know, you can make fun of his camo suit, whatever, because he can take it off at the end of the day. But like, he obviously he went hard at Kenny, and it's like I don't remember Kenny having beef with anybody. Yeah, Kenny wasn't necessarily jerked. I mean, he's the guy that we talked about when he was around. It's like you look at him and you don't take him seriously, but when he opens his mouth, you're like, actually, this guy's pretty sharp. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he's more mature than you than than how he presents himself physically. So. Um, I don't, I mean, again, there must've been enough going on behind the scenes for somebody to go after Kenny, but I, I, I agree. I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see any purpose or any reasoning, any way he, in which he deserved a full frontal attack from somebody on the, on, in the crew. No. And then they, they didn't really talk about anything else. I mean, no. I mean well, except for Yosef, when Yosef came out, um, Chris Harrison asked him 30 different ways to apologize or say, you're sorry, or say you regret something. Yeah. Which, and, which, which maybe uh, he could have even just been like, Hey, I'm sorry if I did offend people, Claire, like my delivery, I thought what I was saying was true. It was right. You know, like, but, but I apologize if I offended, if I offended her in a way I wasn't intending to. Right. But no, it's like, no, nope. nah. no, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I, I, I don't care how I presented I, myself. I, I said what I said. And then he tried to like switch it on. Did you notice how she escalated things? It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> like, so I felt for Jason. Jason wanted to step up for Claire because he's obviously still enamored with her. Um, poor <laughs> Jason, man. I just seeing him there. I felt so bad. And it's like, you didn't yeah. have to be there either, Jason, but like, yeah. you're there. Yep. Um, but, yep. you know, but I mean, yeah, he's, he's defending, he's defending the girl that ripped his, ripped his heart out. And, and, oh gosh. And uh, un- unwrapped a whole lot of family shit only to, throw her dress in the fire and let, let him go later that, that week. <laughs> oh, I was, I was talking about that with someone today and just like how superficial that whole scene was. It's like, yep. write things down that people have called you. And he's like, manipulative. And she's like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just like laughing to myself. It's just like, you know, like he's like haunted and she's like ugly. I'm like, okay, let's burn my dress. <laughs> Finally got that off my chest. All oh, right, let's throw this on the <laughs> stone. Right. Well, here's a rose. I'll see you later. <laughs> Poor and Jesus. I could. I would imagine if he just sat for hours in the jacuzzi, <laughs> just with a not, beard. I. They said I'm not nice. Okay. <laughs> I'm. I'm fake. You know. Yeah. Uh, Poor Jason. And Jason's like, want- uh, Jason's like mentally abusive. <laughs> fake. Yeah. Oh, I felt so bad for. Oh, uh, just in case Jason was wasn't sure what the, who this show was about, it was all about Claire. Just like, <laughs> which we always gave her trouble about from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. this is the Claire show. This isn't even the Bachelorette. This is the yeah. Claire. Um, Tasha has been a welcome uh, oh, change. Wonderful. And I'm Tasha- really bummed Jason didn't like give her a shot, but maybe he just he wasn't vibing on her. You know, I, I, I think a part of it too, he's got to be like, maybe I'm not ready to settle down, <laughs> yeah. you know, like after all this stuff surfaced and all these feelings and like, I opened up to someone, she immediately leaves me. Yeah. Like, I think that, you know, maybe it was a, maybe he realized he wasn't ready. Maybe it was yeah. more of that, but maybe he's um, a little in over his skis. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, then I get Jason on this show. How do we, how do we get Jason to be on our show? I'd love to pick his brain. I'd just like give I him think, our take. I think Anybody we just need Jason hit him up. Yeah. Hit him up. We have whiteboards if that makes them more comfortable. <laughs> not not with clay backgrounds, not clay ones. Yeah, they're not, they're not on terracotta. We're not that rich. Um, we're still looking for sponsors here. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just feel, I feel bad 
yeah. for him. And Tasha came out and nothing really was said. I mean, they made a big deal to Blake Moines, but I don't feel like he was a prominent player at all. Um, He's always just kind of there. He was, he had his funny moments, right? He entertained us at times. And, but then like, again, he wasn't progressing enough fast enough. And that's what the show's about. You got to keep pace. If you're not keeping pace, you're going to. And then I thought the, I thought the conversation with um, Riley and Tasha was extremely grown up when he said, Hey, just let me know if we had more time, could this have worked? I mean, cause I, I've been thinking about that or was that Blake or was that Riley? No, that's Blake. Oh, it wasn't Riley. Cause Riley wanted an explanation, but yeah. then he was like, I'm not going to go there. So I think so Blake, Blake. Blake said, if we had more time would this have worked out, which I think is a fair question. And I think she answered it very directly. And I really like that too, because mm-hmm. I, you know, <laughs> some people got to realize that the train just moved on and, you know, and you have to move on too. So mm-hmm. uh, um, I thought that was which interesting. Again, which again goes to show the group of guys that she has left, right? Correct. No, it's like, peace. <laughs> the rest of the guys were like, he does like right. the Sam, he does a Sammy Sosa finger thing. Like, <laughs> Sammy Sosa. <laughs> um, well, so uh, then they watched the bloopers, which I didn't really see anything bloopy or funny about these ones. It was whatever. Yeah. No, that's kind of fun. But. She got her dress stuck in the door. Oh, and let's talk about Ed and Chris Harrison's bromance. Like, I thought yes. that was, I love that they brought that up. And it seems like Chris Harrison is like the man. So like. I would, I would argue with how the, that whole session went with how escalated it got. They were masterful in cutting the tension with the funny moments. Yeah. And Ed, the, the one where he brought back Ed and the guys are just dying on the couch. Like they were just cussing each other out at one point. <laughs> 10 seconds later, they're all dying on the couch, slapping each other on the shoulder because they're watching Ed walk into Chris Harrison's room. Well, they you realize that they had, I mean, I don't know if they've seen that scenes, those scenes yet. No, no, I don't think they, they um, had. So it's, it's really funny. Like, <laughs> and it like, come to think of it now, if like I ever was on the show, I'd go hit up Chris Harrison. Be like, hell yeah. Give me one of your man bands and let's, uh, let's, uh, you see his new ring line. No, he has a new ring line with man oh. bands. Um, I wasn't asking for anything sexual. Um, <laughs> uh, and let's let's chit chat about life, man. Uh, Can you get that engraved on one of his man bands? I don't want anything sexual. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, <laughs> Chris, Chris, work on it. Get on that. Get on it, Chris. One of those man bands. Um, and then the show ended with the. I think that actually the. Um, part in the credits was actually the, one of the most funny parts was that um, when Noah or not Noah, when Benet got everyone green juices from Chateau Benet yeah. um, and he gave, he gave Noah a sippy cup, you know, <laughs> and you saw how Noah took it. You wonder how heated this actually was. Yeah. But at the same time, I thought it was really funny. It, it could have been one of the first stones cast though. If that yeah. was the first of many, I would have been like, that's like, I would have probably treated it the same way. Like, that's pretty funny. I get it. Like, I'm, I'm the young one. I get like, you know, get a good chuckle out of it. But then if you kept feeling it from, from Bennett, that's when it would have. So my guess is that, because think about that, that was pretty early on in the season. Yeah. So I'm thinking that was a, that was one of the first, yeah. One of the first stones cast. But also like as a young guy, I would be pissed as an older guy, like now. You're saying as an old guy, you'd be pissed with a younger guy. No, 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 no. If I, as a young guy, being a young guy, being treated like that would make me pissed. Oh yeah. Now that, now that I'm older, I completely under, understand and agree with Bennett. It's like, 
dude, you're 25. Like, yep. do you know what you want? And, you know, I got married at 27, engaged at 25. You know, like, did it's, I really, did I really know? I, I mean, it's, 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 youthful, weird... it's, it's youthful naivety, right? Cause at 25, you've had a, you've had a few life experiences, right? Yeah. And at that point you think you've done it, right? Like, okay. I've had some things I've had to work through. I'm mature now. Right. And it's like, dude, you, you've been in the adult world for like five years, chill. Like, <laughs> like you've not, you haven't experienced Jack yet. Like and five, that's what... five minutes. So yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But uh, that's kind of how the show wraps. And uh, this is Romancing Our Stones. And after every episode, we give a Stones rating to dictate how, whether we liked it or we didn't like it. Two Stones, we each have two Stones to give. Naturally. And uh, two Stones means you enjoyed the episode. Uh, zero Stones means an act of castration is preferable to watching this particular episode. Um, and then there's also the meaty scale. Uh, the Alex, I know he's been planning for, for a long time for this particular episode. So very excited to see his creative juices flowing. Um, if they're pink creative juices out of a chicken, it's not ready yet. Make sure it runs clear. Um, but I will give this episode, uh, one stone. I was distracted a lot of this and, um, you know, I, I kind of, my ears perked up once she dumped Riley. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was really excited for the men tell all. And then I thought the men tell all in the beginning when Noah and, and Bennett were chirping and everyone was chirping was fun. And I was like, wow, I've never seen this heated before. Also interesting. They made out the guys look at each other, which for men makes men more confrontational if you're looking at someone eye to eye. So I thought that was interesting that they decided not to have them all sitting looking the same direction i don't know i don't know if you noticed that or not but i think like wow do they is the room too small or do they set it up this way just to make more confrontation no oh, i mean it's probably twofold probably for confrontation but also because they're probably complying with california spacing guidelines and room capacity guidelines yeah. so they figured we can't put them all together on one side but we can we can get maybe because think about it, they're probably at like what a mandate of 25% capacity or something like that so like, well, we can't bring everybody back even though we could socially distance all of them yeah but they're probably like, well, we can only work with like 12 of them now. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I think maybe it was to make the room look more full. Who knows? Like, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, then, maybe, yeah, but maybe, then maybe, I, maybe the production psychologist was like, Ooh, make them face each other. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I didn't like giving Yosef more FaceTime. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. So I don't know. So I, I give it one stone. What about you? Yep. I give it a one stone for a lot of the same reasons. Um, there, there was, I am happy that they, there was a little bit of story development. They did continue on with the show a little bit before they got us into the, the tell-all. Maybe that was in part because, like we just mentioned, there wasn't as many guys. So there weren't as many topics to bring up necessarily that didn't involve anybody directly. Like, I don't think Chris Harrison was going to bring up any issues about people behind their backs and they don't have, you know, they're not there to represent themselves, right? Yeah. So, um, plus these guys have been actually pretty cordial outside of like the Noah Bennett little fiasco. And, and I, I think it's... it's uh, but yeah, overall as an episode, it was kind of, like you said, there were a couple of things like, Ooh, wow. Okay. You know, when Tasha went right in, she says, Hey, I'm struggling with this, but I don't, I don't want to waste any time, anybody's time. And she goes, Riley, come walk with me. <laughs> it's like, which that's the one thing I do want to add. If I could ask Riley anything, I'd be like, you know, if he and I were having a beer at the bar, I'd be like, all right, you got to tell me, did you know at that moment you were toast? Oh, of course you knew. Like he had to have known he was toast when she was like, can I talk to you? Like he had to be like, fudge so anyways um i yeah i give it one stone uh, it, 
it wasn't very meaty of an episode. Um, I think the next episode will be a little bit more meaty because I think there's a lot more going on. The stakes are higher. Uh, we got hometown. Nice meat pun. Yeah. How, how high are those stakes? Yeah. yeah. They're high stakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give this episode. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a, a beef Wellington. That's what I'm going to give it. So there's some, there's some vegetables in it that nobody likes. Yeah. Yeah. What's it? But it's got, it's got beef in it. <laughs> is, there's a little it, bit of meat. Is there spinach in beef Wellington? I mean, I think if you want, I think you can mix it up. I think it's, I don't think there's like any, like, this is definitely what his beef Wellington is. Like, okay. I think you can mix it up. So, okay. but it's, it, yeah, it wasn't all meat. All right. I'm going with that. Two stones, beef Wellington of an episode. Then tell all. Follow us on Twitter at RO Stones Guys, on Instagram at RO Stones Guys, on YouTube at RO Stones Guys. Hold on. I'm going to sneeze. Fucking COVID. <laughs> Well, that again, that's follows at RO Stones Guys on Instagram at RO Stones Guys. Yeah. With the. Just kidding, um, with an S. With a, uh, we're going to lose followers before we get them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, the finale is coming up. If you want to be part of our show, let us know. Slide into our DMs. Uh, yes. We are opening having, up the competition for. We're going to have. Remember to share us, give us proof that you're sharing. Um, screenshot it um, at RO Stones Guys. And we are going to do another show tonight for the hometown dates. So listen to that. We'll probably be releasing them semi-simultaneously. And uh, again, we hope that you're healthy, safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one, guys. Stay safe.